Welcome, this is Voice of Change, a syndicated radio broadcast and podcast airing since 2011. Voice of Change is committed to raising the leader in you. And because time is the unit of life, I assure you that the next few minutes you have decided to invest in your own leadership journey will be rewarded with a definite paradigm shift. Stay with me on Voice of Change. Welcome to Voice of Change, your favorite radio program on leadership. The mind and the thinking of a leader. The thinking of a leader. I found out in my engagement with leadership and with leaders that leaders do think in a totally different way from how others think. And in the end, it is the thinking of a leader that sets them apart from others. Yes, a leader might have some what we call lucky breaks. Yes, a leader might seem to have unusual favor or be liked by many. But at the end of the day, we all have some breaks. It's the mindset and the attitude we bring to these lucky breaks that make us, one, recognize the lucky breaks, two, be in a position to take the lucky breaks. The thinking of a leader. I've realized that leaders think differently. They are more self-aware, more accurate in their analysis of themselves and how they are perceived in comparison to what they really are. Don't go anywhere though. I'm getting ahead of myself as usual. Stay tuned to Voice of Change. We'll be back after this messages. Voice of Change is offered by AB Consulting and Awesome Treasures Foundation Partners. Subscribe to Voice of Change podcast today on iTunes and Spotify and don't miss a single episode. Welcome back to Voice of Change. I'm your host, Ola Jumoke Adenawa, and you can follow me on Instagram at Jumoke Adenawa. And don't forget to get the podcast even for your friends and introduce them to Voice of Change. As you may have noticed, this is one of my favorite subjects, isn't it? It's how people think because I've dealt with so many people in my life and I'm someone who psychiatrists and psychologists usually come to me to psychoanalyze them. Very funny, isn't it? But it happens. So I seem to analyze people a lot and what I find sometimes is really beautiful and what I find sometimes just makes me wonder at how this individual cannot see that's their basic weakness to see who they are and face what they are so they can work on who they are. And it's at the foundation of the way they feel the world reacts to them. I come across very often people who just refuse to be hard on themselves. People who just refuse to look in words and tell themselves the truth. Some are too hard on themselves. Like I can tell you a secret. I am too hard on myself. I'm harshly critical of myself which is not great. It keeps me moving forward, but it's not great. This is just a secret between me and you listeners. I find that a lot of people think with their emotions. A lot of people confuse their emotions with reality. To be honest, we are actually people who feel and sometimes think. That's just the truth. We're not rational beings who have emotions. No, we're emotional beings who sometimes have rational thoughts. I know that's really hard to deal with, especially for the men who are listening. But really, it is true. We really are a bundle of feelings at the end of the day, which means we have to be more aware of how we feel and how our feelings and our emotions are guiding and guarding and prodding us 
what lies at the basis of it all at the end of the day is usually feelings. Men go to war because they don't like other men who are presidents of all the countries. They might call it all sorts of things. Oh, we have a dispute over land, over resources, you name it. But they just don't like the man's guts. And they go to war and thousands of people die over these things. What do we do with our feelings? We need to be able to analyze why we feel what we feel and understand what we feel. Human beings are the only ones who have the ability to step back and see themselves. I had a dog once. I really loved this dog. Oh, he was a Lhasa Apso. He was just amazing, very intelligent dog. Near human, if anything, he could communicate with me very clearly, yes. Tell me what had been going on when I was not around. Even tell me how he was feeling. But Jay-Z didn't understand why he was feeling what he was feeling. And therein should like the difference between human beings and dogs. But a lot of us human beings too don't know why we feel what we feel. And that is an issue. How do we step back and begin to analyze our feelings? There is a strategy that's been devised that a lot of people use called BLR. BLR means breath label reappraise breath label reappraise blr some people just call it blah you know just for short so that the brain can remember when we're in a threat state which means when our amygdala remember what i said a primitive brain the part of the brain that even children have developed and young teenagers have developed which is different from the prefrontal cortex which is the more rational part of the brain when our limbic system is hijacked, it's usually three things that come to us. Fight, flight, or freeze. Should I take it again? Fight. That is, you attack what you think is attacking you. So when I say, um, why are you dressed that way? If you feel attacked, you want to fight me. Or you want to flee from me. Get away from my presence because you feel threatened. Or you freeze, you suddenly cannot move anymore. Which are the coping mechanisms that primitive man used to face threats like a lion? You either freeze in the bush and hope the lion can't smell you, you run and you hope you can outrun the lion, or you fight and hope that you can overcome the lion. <laughs> no, no, I don't think you can. But these are the three things our limbic system, our amygdala, gets us ready to do. And our body language also reflects it so we can squint. You know, which means we're actually trying to block out the stimulus. We don't want to see the person who we think is threatening us. Breath is the first thing. It's suggested that what you should do is breathe out because the act of breathing out actually engages your prefrontal cortex, which we should call PFC going forward. So when you breathe out, you engage your PFC because it's a rational, conscious thing you need to do because breathing out is something you don't normally do. You breathe in instinctively. When you breathe, it helps to pump oxygen to your PFC and it helps to inhibit and regulate that fight, flight or freeze response. And then it slows down your heart rate. So every time you breathe deeply, you activate a part of your nervous system that is called the parasympathetic nervous system. It's a lot of English, but what you're doing is you're helping yourself to calm down. So what we do is you count to 10 as you breathe out. And then as you breathe in, then you count to 10 as you breathe out. The optimal is to do this for 10 minutes, slow, deep breathing. Even if it's in chunks of two minutes and it helps you as you breathe, you need to label the emotion you are feeling. I am feeling overwhelmed. Is that why I'm restless? I'm overwhelmed. Oh, I'm feeling threatened. I'm feeling afraid. 
you need to be able to label the feeling because you cannot do anything about a feeling that you cannot even define. It helps switch on that PFC again and it engages your rational thoughts, hijacking the blood, yes, from your limbic system to your PFC and then you begin to think and assess more objectively where you are. Two, it helps you to externalize. You can step back and call the feeling what it is. I'm afraid. And then we can begin to think of what do we do with this fear? You can begin to reappraise and look at that emotion again. Why am I feeling what I am feeling? Breathe, label it, then we reappraise it. And we can see at the end of the day, perhaps I shouldn't actually be crying. Perhaps she's not actually attacking me. Maybe she really is just telling me that red doesn't look too good on me. Maybe she doesn't hate me after all. Maybe she actually likes me. Do you see? Leaders are different in that they're able to self-analyze. They can tell themselves what they don't want to hear. They can think of themselves as if they were a second or a third party. Be detached from themselves and see themselves more clearly not out of a deep insecurity that does not allow them to even criticize themselves at all and not from an overly critical attitude that precludes them from ever congratulating themselves well, I'll try